Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada. With a milestone, we are recording episode number 100 of The Yacking Show. And this is the show for awakening you to new perspectives. And we talk about life, business, and much, much more. We're trying to bring you tips and ideas for the changing world we're living in. And when we talk about new perspectives today, we'll give you some definite new perspectives. By huge demand, we are having one of our earlier guests come back for a repeat performance by popular demand, but I will wait and let Kathleen introduce our guest, she does it so much better than I. Quick note before I go, if you like our show, please subscribe to the channel you're watching or listening on, because more subscribers means more exposure for our guests, and that helps them. And if you might be a guest one day, it'll help you too. So over to Kathleen. How are you doing, Kathleen? I'm doing great, Peter, and I'm so excited to have this fellow on the show again. I'm so absolutely delighted. But first, we want to thank you for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, today's guest is back by popular demand. His name is David Weiss. Dave, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's such a <laughs> fascinating topic that it does crazy things to people. It sure does. And so um, today we will be talking about the flat earth theory and we ask you to please keep an open mind and it's okay to question, but it's all, it, you know, we really want you to, to listen to what Dave has to say because he brings up some very interesting things. And Dave, for the sake of our audience that, you know, they haven't seen, maybe they haven't seen the first show that we did with you, and I would urge everybody to do that. Can you tell our audience what motivated you to delve deeper into this topic? Because you are very passionate about it. Yeah, I, I have the same story as everybody as far as when we were um, introduced to it. I refused to look. I was doing a conspiracy podcast, okay? And I refused to look at Flat Earth because it's the dumbest thing ever, right? We all know the Earth is a spinning ball flying through an infinite vacuum. Yeah. And when you're finally forced to look, kicking and screaming, and you say, that's it, you know, people go in to purposely disprove Flat Earth. Right? I didn't even go in with an open mind. I'm going to disprove it. And when you try that, that's how you become a flat earther. Because once you realize that the flat earth is not, <laughs> excuse me, is, is not a disc floating in space, right? With other round planets, that when you understand that the flat earth is more like a pond and all of the continents are surrounded by water and all of the water is surrounded by land, just like the edge of a big lake. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right? Antarctica is the highest land on earth. It's the edge of the world pond. And then once you'd like, huh, then you start asking the questions. What about boats over the horizon? What about sticks and shadows? What about time zones? What about seasons? And you think that those are all globe proofs, but when you actually examine them, they're flat earth proofs. Everything is upside down, except Australia. Australia down is down, down is down for me, down is down for Australia, down is down for wherever you are, up is up for everybody, left and right, forward and back, that's relative to whatever direction you're facing. Yeah. But down is down, down is not up, right? <laughs> if I'm saying down, Australia, that's not down, that's down. Australia is just over there. Not for today, right? right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, what else can you add for those who haven't watched it about the 
<clears throat> what more is there about the Earth being flat? <clears throat> well, the flat Earth is, is, you know, people say, what, what difference does the shape make? The shape makes no difference. It's the lie, as we, uh, I'm sure we talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, the lie is uh, taking away, it's basically putting our minds in a prison, right? That's how they control us. They have us believing we're insignificant. We're in fear of everything from an asteroid. You know, think about this. You send a kid to school. What are the first things they learn besides the globe in the front of the class, mm -hmm. right? They teach them about dinosaurs in a very young age where an asteroid took, killed all the dinosaurs. What does that tell a little kid? An asteroid could kill all of us, right? So it puts fear in the core of their system, right? Mm -hmm. And then they keep that up, keeping them fascinated with dinosaurs, which by the way, aren't real. You know that the guy, the royal guy that came up with the idea of a dinosaur, no one had ever, you know, no one had ever discovered a dinosaur before this guy came up with it, right? All the pyramids, everything. There was yeah. never any mention of dinosaurs ever in all of history. This guy came up with the idea of a dinosaur and a year to the day, he discovers the first dinosaur. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So, so on yeah. dinosaurs though, so what are the fossils that they're finding? Are they, are they part of the conspiracy as well? Yeah, so they're not finding fossils. I mean, they're finding there are some large lizards from, you know, hundreds of years ago. There, there are, you know, these Tyrannosaurus rex, all of these giant dinosaurs, they don't exist. They're structurally impossible. There's no skull that's ever been found. They find one bone on the top of a mountain, and they can't imagine that's a whale bone. How did a whale bone get to the top of the mountain? But when you look into the mud floods, you understand how a whale bone could have gotten to the top of a mountain. And they take this one bone, and they extrapolate a freaking ridiculous dinosaur. Go buy a Stegosaurus doll, two of them, and try to see how they have sex. Try to figure it out. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know if you can figure it out. All well, right. porcup so porcupines manage carefully. Well, that, that's, that's, that's different. I mean, Stegosaurus <laughs> is worse. And none of, none of that. It's all, you know, our, our ancestors are humans. Monkeys' ancestors are monkeys. Fishes, ancestors are fish, fishes, fish, fishes, fishes, fish, fishes. Fish. 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 Is fishes a word? No. Uh, yes, as a verb, he fishes in the sea, but for okay, the collective noun, is, collective <laughs> noun is fish. <laughs> so, so you, um, you, you touched on the asteroids. So how does your, ex your theory explain asteroids? Because there's been evidence that... What, what evidence? Supposedly, what what supposed? No, so now a minute ago there was evidence. Now there's supposed evidence. Well, so I'm just saying supposed because I don't have it myself. <laughs> Nobody has it. Here's the evidence of an asteroid. The we all see it. Um, uh, some car cam in northern Russia saw an asteroid coming in, and it comes in at an angle like this. You know, it's it's they're not coming straight down, and you just see this thing, and you see an explosion. That could be anything. That could be a military weapon. It could be, um, you know, it, it's nobody ever sees an asteroid hit. And then you say, well, what about the big craters like the one in Arizona, yeah. right? Well, all the craters that were shown are perfect circles. That would mean every asteroid has to hit at a 90 degree right. angle to the ground. Right. Mm. Otherwise, it's going to skid. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be a long trench. Yeah. And, and if you look up methane craters, the Earth, uh, there's plasma events that happen. And uh, we, we, people have done experiments where they have like, they set up this whole dirt thing and then they, 
take a plate and they uh, a metal plate and they they create electrical interference and lightning you know all this plasma comes down and it creates these bubbles you know these craters that look just like that another thing is these methane craters bubble up out of the ground maybe it's during a plasma event maybe it's after a mud flood whatever a bubble comes up a giant bubble and it creates this crater and it hardens and then they mm -hmm. say it was an asteroid Okay. okay. It, they're just, Thank they're you. just, they're just, they're coming from within the earth. Right. Right. So, so the, the theory that theory, as I say, that a giant asteroid created the Gulf of, is it in the Gulf of Mexico, the Gulf of it, Cancun? It's, I think. it's, it's nonsense. It, it, I, I, I would buy into that. It was actually excavated uh, when there was, you know, back in uh, Tatarian times when there, there was giant trees and, all sorts of stuff. But again, that's before my time. That's all, you know, that's a whole nother show a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Have you guys looked into, um, you know, the giant trees and, and on the oh. earth and go. So on the, on my app, the flatter summon and Zodiac clock app, there's a Tataria button under the web page mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, watch some of those videos. You'll realize like when you go through the, when you're walking through the woods, and you see all this rock ledge and stuff, all of these mm -hmm. rocks, you know, those were trees that turned wow. into stone. They were giant cedars, right? And some of the branches of those cedars are, uh, they could be half a mile around, okay? Wow. This is beyond what you can fathom. But there's channels out there covering this. And you, and you look at it, you look at these rocks, how they've got these straight edges to them. But then you look at a cedar tree that's, that's decomposing and yep. it, it, they, it falls apart the same way. I mean, he shows like the rocks and he shows the cedar and you can't tell the difference if you didn't know the size. Mm -hmm. And you can see. You Interesting. Can, yeah. So, so this world is completely different than what they tell us. So, and, uh, and rocks, you know, half these rocks are like, they're, they, they come from uh, living tissue. They're actually living tissue. I have a playlist called Unveiling a Titan. And I don't talk about it a lot because you watch the first one and you go, he theorizes that this mountain was a giant elephant. You're like, oh, that's interesting. What's it called um, when you see something and you could relate the, you, it looks like something else. There's a, it's like synesthesia or something like that. Something like it, that's yeah. not the word. It, it's when you see something and then you're like, oh, that looks like uh, a mouse. That look, you know, that's just your brain trying to organize things. But you watch this series, you watch it, and you're like, okay, that was interesting. No way does that thing an elephant. Then the next video, he's like, and here's the eye of the elephant, and they go into the eye of the elephant in the mountain into the little cave, and there's all of these little tubes, and he's like, these are the, the veins or whatever, all the connections oh. to the eye. Like, huh, that's interesting. Well, then there's another eye, and then you look at the ear, and then you look at the, 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 what the rock is made of and you realize there's a lot of hemoglobin or, or iron in it from the blood and then it just goes on and on and by the time you get to the fourth video if you've made it that far if you haven't just <laughs> checked out already you're you never can see the world the same again oh we I mean, when look i look at, at yes yeah it it, it it again this stuff takes you to a whole nother level so this world is beyond what i can even imagine and i'm right. out there trust me okay <laughs> it's beyond what i can imagine right so i gotta change track tack a little bit and go back to the conspiracy and the yeah. <clears throat> what we taught at school now yeah. before there was uh, a written language right if we <clears throat> before the romans and all this and before all the astronomers 
presumably everyone believed the earth was flat then because I know I lived a lot of my life in Africa and African folklore assumed the earth was flat and the sun was moved by elephants, but that's another story. So, so what was the purpose of this great conspiracy to convince everyone that the earth is a globe? So did we talk about my interview with Ruth last time when I was on here, the 102 year old woman? Yes. I don't think yes, we did. That's right. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We so, so, yeah, so this entire um, deception is only 100 years old, maybe okay. a little less, okay? It's not yeah. 500 years old or 2,000 years old, Aristophanes, Sticks and Shadows. That's all made-up nonsense, okay? Right. So what, why is it? So I, I believe there was a great reset, a, 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 some sort of cataclysm that happened in the 1800s, uh, late 1800s even, and the people that came out on top after this reset, after this mass population die off, which happened, you know, from then. And then we had in 1920, we had, uh, you know, everybody was wearing masks and everybody mm -hmm. was Spanish getting inoculated and then everybody died. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. Um, so the people that knew our history that, that, that came out on top, they stole our history from us. They, they, they literally changed, you know, the school system. They, they changed everything to take over the world. They just wanted to control. They wanted to be the rulers and they are the rulers of this world. And they, they treat us as, you know, um, you know, sheep, as, as serfs. And they keep us slaves. And the best way to keep a slave is to imprison them in their own mind. Mm -hmm. right? right now, do you know who's, are you guys on uh, lockdown? Are, are you, have a, you, have a, you can't go out without a mask. You, you have to close your business. You can't have enough. You know whose fault it is? It's your fault. It's not anyone else's fault because the power is all in your mind. The power that they have over you is all brainwashing. You believe they have the power. If everyone walked out and said, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not paying attention to your lockdowns. I'm opening my business and I'm not going to pay you any fines that you give me. It's over. It's done. Uh, absolutely. It's I couldn't our, agree more. Yeah, I could. I couldn't agree more. And <clears throat> I agree 100%. Uh, Kathleen, you, you had something lined up to ask Dave. Well, um, I, I'm actually curious about all these, you know, the different ice ages and all the different dark ages and all of the... We're in the dark ages right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yes. But so real quick about Tataria. Tataria was the name of the empire that was here, a worldwide empire. Uh, they had advanced technology. There's still buildings everywhere in every country from Tataria that we couldn't build today. But supposedly they built these things back when we had horses and buggies. None of it makes any sense when you start questioning it. But people don't question it. You know, we just believe the history that we've been sold. And, and once you look at it, you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. And like, why does that church have three floors underground with windows looking into the dirt? Okay, why are there windows below ground? And that's because I believe there was some sort of mud flood, uh, which only makes sense on a flat earth, by the way, uh, that, yeah. that was, a, was a big reset. You know, the, the, the transcontinental uh, railroads that we have weren't built, they were excavated. They weren't built, they were excavated. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, because the rails were there before. Yes. Interesting, interesting. So, in yeah, carry on, Kathleen. So then, you know, it begs the question: Why is it as humanity, uh, we have collective amnesia as to our origins? 
I mean, something so profound and so, so <laughs> important. I, yeah. So this how is, is how this I believe. don't know the origins of everything. This is, this is how, I, what I believe this whole place is about. And now this, this is a is, departure from the flat earth theory. I'm, I'm, I'm I know that well, no, this, this is, tangent here, but we'll come back. Well, well, this is, this is literally happens in this realm that we, this place is a place to expand the mind of God. Right. And what, and when I say the mind of God, what is the mind of God? Uh, I believe that souls are the currency of the world and souls are highly sought after. That's why they're trying to steal our soul with the soul lure system. Okay. In the helio trick model. Okay. So we have a soul and our soul has a plan and we come here with amnesia to have an experience Okay. And when you align with your soul, life goes really well. But when you are totally separated from your soul, your soul is like whispering in your ear, but you have too much nonsense because you can't turn off CNN and all, and you have too many toxins in your body. None of it's working out. You separate from, the, the, from your soul. And the more separated you are from your soul, the worse your life gets. You, you, you're stressed. You're depressed. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you are. You don't know what the hell's going on. And, and people, you know, have this separation but when you align with your soul and that's why i really love this flat earth message is because once you figure out who you are where you are what you are um and you regain the power you understand the power of your mind you literally align with your soul and this place is magical i mean it is totally magical i had my own business and that's something i never thought i could have but i actually imagined it and i brought it into my life and then when i had it and it's all going super well a little message from my soul from god whatever i got a message that said walk away from it all david and go preach the flat earth and i was like that's insane that's insane i'm like how am i going to support myself and then i went to pay my bills that night and i was the money that i made from my app which wasn't a ton was just enough to cover my bills literally to the dollar like like right i was like wow that's how i'm gonna do it i was like i was like so if i do this full time um, the, the app, you know, I can promote the app more. And I, I see, I don't promote, I don't do this to sell apps. I do this to send the message and the message sells the apps. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I am the luckiest person on flat earth, right? Because I get to do something that helps people, that wakes people up, that I love and supports me. What could be better than that? That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very good. Very good. Wow. I got one. I'm going sort of back to the flat earth thing. And that is, how does the flat earth theory um, or, or actuality explain how satellites can be put up into orbit to transmit radio waves back to earth? Or is yeah. that another part of the, the mystery? So that's all. That's, there's no evidence that that actually happens. Um, before satellites um, were up we we they were people we were getting we were able to transmit messages they say they bounce it off the ionosphere well i think they bounce signals off the dome okay okay but so so in the heliocentric model we're corkscrewing through space in four different directions at once at speeds that are just in, in, inconceivable right we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour we're orbiting at sixty six thousand miles an hour but we're speeding up and slowing down speeding up you know as we come closer mm -hmm. around the sun and uh we're chasing the sun at a half a million miles an hour and then everything's moving sideways at one or two million miles per hour okay so now think about this a uh 
a geocentric satellite. A, a, a geocentric is it called geocentric? A, a geostationary satellite. Geostationary. It um so it stays over one piece of land. Okay. Right. So so stop all of these motions, right? And you're just on a ball, right? The ball spins at a thousand miles an hour at the equator. And you have a satellite that's high up in the sky, 500 miles, 1,000 miles, whatever height it is, and it's geostationary. I don't know the, the height that they say geostationary is. So that satellite has to go faster than the Earth is spinning because it's, it's making a bigger circle. Okay? So, yeah, outside so, of the wheel, yeah. Yeah, so, so if I want to stay over my, my, this knuckle, this satellite has to mirror. It has to mirror it, right, all the way, <clears throat> all the way around. You with me? Yep, yep, yep. So that satellite is mirroring it. Now, let's put in the second motion. While it's spinning, while it's spinning, I'm going around the sun. So this satellite has to somehow stay over that while I'm orbiting, speeding up and slowing down. Also, while I'm chasing the sun at a half a million miles an hour. How is that thing mirroring those three curving things? I don't know. It, it, your brain melts because you're like, I don't know how it works. Uh, those, they, they've really done some good calculations. You know, that makes no sense. This ball is spinning, twirling, and whirling in four directions at once, but this little satellite somehow knows how to, to mirror over this piece of land right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what, what's going on is all of the communications, you know, 99% of intercontinental communications happen with undersea cables, undersea uh, fiber optics. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so the fiber optics um, are all over the world, except there's nothing like from Santiago to Australia, which is closer on a globe, but you know, they, it goes all the way up to the north and all the way around and down, right? Because they're actually at opposite ends of the flat earth. Right. Right. So that's how that's done. There, there's now, we have AWACS airplanes. We have, you know, that that does some, maybe there's communications there, maybe it's just radar, maybe, you know, whatever. That That's, you know, some stuff. NASA, the largest user, uh, uh, consumer of helium in the world is launching tens of thousands of these satellites that float over the earth. They go up for over a year at a time, right? Uh. Maybe they're up there. Uh, we don't know how long they stay up there. We know they stay up there for over a year. And we've talked to, you know, military guys that were on the recovery program where they can go up and recover these things and refurb, you know, redo them and send them up again before they crash. But they've been crashing all over the earth. So these things are floating in the sky. So maybe these are doing some communications. I don't, I don't think these are, are responsible for GPS. I think GPS needs a stationary <clears throat> ground positioning system, GPS. Right. And yes. it triangulates. Yeah. You know, where you are, because when you're in the Southern Ocean or where you're flying over the middle of the Amazon where there's no civilization or you're flying between California and Hawaii, you're not on GPS anymore. When you're out 200 miles from the shore, you're in approximated mode. Uh, okay? okay. Crazy, right? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so, so GPS, wow. uh, as far as satellites, the idea, just wrap your mind around what a satellite would have to do to maintain its position around its, uh, that corkscrewing Earth. It's, it's, it's nonsense. All right. Well, Dave, here's one for you. How do you explain, how, how do UFOs fit into this theory? Because you know that there's been a lot of people that have had 
you know, experiences, which they, they think with, say, aliens. And there's even conferences. I know that in the United States, there's you know, free, free people. Who... Absolutely. Let's, and... let's, let's. Okay. Go ahead. Finish your, finish your sentence. Cause well, I, I'm, I, just I saying, I'm just saying, you know, these, there's a lot of them. We're, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of people who claim to have had these let's experiences. I'm with you. So, so he... they're, they're not all crazy. How do okay. you explain, how does this fit into this? So, so I'm going to, I'm going to back into that. So on the, on the heliocentric model, the sun is big mm -hmm. and the earth is a little marble next to, next to this big ball. So if I brought the sun a mile over your head, when you looked up, all you would see is the sun. It would fill the mm -hmm. entire sky, right? Yep. So when things go into the distance, here's my hand. Mm -hmm. And when I bring it into the distance, what happens? Get smaller. It gets smaller due to perspective. So mm -hmm. if I move that sun, they tell us it's 93 million miles away. Mm -hmm. I move it 93 million miles away. It's now the size of a coin held at arm's length, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's smaller is why? Because it moved it farther away. Further away. So if I made it double the distance, how much smaller would it get? A lot. A lot. I, I'm not it sure. Went the from the, it went from the entire sky to the size the of a dime. You have to think that it's not going to get any smaller. What if I made it eight times farther? Eight times farther, we can measure what perspective would do, and it would be so yeah. small that your eye could not resolve it. Right. Okay, It's too small for the angular resolution limits of your eyes. Mm -hmm. So eight times the distance, we're going to call that distance the I can't see the sun anymore distance. Okay? So remember mm -hmm. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now in our galaxy, the closest star to us, the next closest star other than our sun is 40,000 times farther than the I can't see the sun anymore distance. Wow. Okay. That's a long way away. <laughs> so this star, the, our sun at eight times the distance would be not visible. And the closest star is 40,000 times farther than, than the, I can't see the sun distance. And all of the other ones are magnitudes farther than that. Right. But we can see them with our eyes, right? We can mm -hmm. see them. Mm -hmm. That look on your face is right because there's no way to even fathom that being true. Right. So you know how we see Polaris, our North Star? Yeah. They say Polaris is, how many times bigger? The Polaris is, um, is 46 times the size of our sun. All right, 46 times the size of our sun. So that's maybe why we can see it. But 46 times the size of our sun. So if the I can't see the sun distance, uh, if we went 46 times farther. So but the, by the way, the I can't see the sun anymore distance is a light hour. A light hour. Okay. A light hour. Because the sun is eight light minutes away. Mm -hmm. So eight times that distance is a light hour rounding right. off. Okay. So to, to have the sun, to, to how far would Polaris have to be to where I can't see Polaris distance, that would be 40 wow. times farther. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So 40 times farther is two light days. Okay. So if Polaris was two light days away, we wouldn't be able to see it if it's 46 times the size right. of our sun. Yeah. Okay. And that's with a healthy margin. The problem is they tell us Polaris is not two light days away. It's 433 light years. Years away. Away. 
this is all un your brain melts trying to figure this out because it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like me telling you if you had a swimming pool filled with marbles and I told you there's only two marbles in that pool. After you started counting, how long would you have to count to realize there's more than two marbles? <laughs> to a third marble. Yeah, when you, by the time you get to the third marble, you're like, all right, this is wrong. Four, yeah. five, 50,000, 60,000, doesn't matter. The numbers matter. are ridiculous, right. are ridiculous. Right. Okay, so, so, so now we'll back that into aliens. I like the word extraterrestrials. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we live in this, in this pond, right? We live in a pond, right? Mm -hmm. What's out here in Antarctica in this outer space? What's in the outer we, space? What's beyond? Know. What's beyond here? No one, no one knows. Well, not no, none of us know because we're not allowed to go there. You know, our the elite go down there all the time. John Kerry went down there during the the election on election day. What's he going down there for? Maybe he's getting his marching orders from the people that live on the extra territory. Right? Ah, okay. extra terra. Extra is more. Terra yeah. is land. land. What if? Yeah. What if? in the outer space, there was extra territory, okay? Right. So now do you believe that aliens are coming from the closest star 40,000 times farther than, than our sun at eight times the distance or any other star magnitudes farther flying here and crashing in Roswell? Or if that, if that story is true, maybe they're just coming from 10, 20,000 miles away and, you know, they come, they do their thing, they go back. Mm -hmm. Actually, didn't, um, didn't the Germans have a station there during World War II? Yeah, I mean, there was a time where Antarctica wasn't covered with ice. And uh, so there's maps of Antarctica with all sorts of stuff on it, you know, from Tatarian times. I think the whole Antarctic covered with ice is um, something fairly new. Mm -hmm. so, so, so just finishing... Yes. What makes more sense? Infinite space with distances that are unconceivable, provably. You know, and how do you even navigate in space? How do you turn? What do you what do rockets push off of? There's a trillion problems in space. Or everything is right here. Why are all the largest telescopes in the outer southern parts of our world owned by the Vatican? And they're not looking up, they're looking out. They're looking mm -hmm. to the outer space. What if there's another sun and a moon out here? that circle around out here. And this is a whole nother world, an advanced world. Maybe these people lived in Middle Earth and then when their sun moved outwards, cataclysm, mud flood, they moved out here and they're now out here. And then a new earth is in here. This maybe got frozen over and then a new sun was born in the center from our living earth. And now we are here in this, in this, Apollo system versus people out here in maybe the Mars system. So mm. are those the people that are, or beings that are controlling us? Maybe, or maybe they just live in New Jersey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to you, Peter. Wow, I could, my, my mind is adult with all this, it really is. But one that I, you've sort of, I think you probably answered this. Uh, if, if there isn't space and there's no satellites and the rockets are all 
uh, myths and and pantomimes and pleasant or <clears throat> exciting fairy fairy stories. Why, why are the world government? Well, the governments of the major powers, Russia, China, and the USA, are spending so much on what they say is space exploration. And for instance, the Mars probe. Why spend billions on this if it's part of a hoax? <laughs> Are they spending millions on it, or are they just totally jerking our minds? Well, and making true. us believe, making us believe nonsense. Did you watch the Mars probe the other day? No, probably didn't I watch did. it, right? I watched a snippet. This of is it. what you saw. Is that evidence of anything other than South Park style graphics? <laughs> this is what you watched. I got to make this clip shorter. It takes like a minute or two. Okay. But why, why we talk? This is what they showed us. This is what they wheeled televisions into all the classrooms, or I don't know if they do that anymore. Maybe they all watch it on their, on their computers. But this is what kids were forced to watch in school. And as, as you know, part of this pantomime where these, these, you know, these kids fresh out of space camp are in the control center, right? What are they watching? Here's the question. This is clearly animation right yeah. Clearly. Yeah. clearly okay so but they never tell us it's animation this is what no. they're showing us and then you watch all of the faces of the people in the control room and they're you know they're they're looking carefully and they're they're they're, they're just ready they're all double masked i mean the mind control that's going on in this is insane so you know this is uh what are these people doing if the data came back and said it crashed. Do they have an animation of it crashing? No. <laughs> this is the proof that we have that somebody's on Mars, right? And someone's like, well, what about the picture from, from Mars, right? So I, I, I didn't even get off the couch. I didn't even put my feet on the floor. I Googled red um, rock face, and I got this red rock face. And then I zoomed into a certain portion of it and I put a little square on it and I put an arrow to it. And then I, and then I did a blow up and I'm like, this is the parachuting, you know, the, the thing going down. And I put it out there and people are like, people believe it. People just <laughs> like, wow, wow. You know, yeah, you can see yeah. the craters. No, it's like a pockmark in the rock. <laughs> this is the proof that we have that we went to Mars. Look, it's going to be very exciting. We're going to land soon. Watching the, what the landing is so, so exciting. Okay. This is, did they send another ship to film this? Uh, yeah. What is this? Right. Wait, and here's the other thing. Mars has an atmosphere less than 1% thick as ours. Less than 1%. Well, let's round up to 1%. Right. So we've dropped... People have skydived from like 80,000 feet or even higher, the Red Bull jump, but their parachute won't even open until like 50,000 feet, 50, 60,000 feet, because there's not enough air. Right. A helicopter can't fly above 10 or 15,000 feet or somewhere. You know, a helicopter can't go up to rescue people on the, near the top of Everest because the air is no. too thin. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But this thing landed and had a helicopter that lowered it down that flew away. <laughs> okay. In, in less than one, that would be like flying a helicopter at 150,000 feet. Not gonna Helium work. balloons won't even go up 150,000 feet. Okay? So that's insanity. And the, the only defense that the globe people have is, 
well, these blades spin faster and they're special blades with a steeper angle. I'm like, well, if that was true, why don't we build one here on earth to rescue people on the top of mountains when they get in sure. trouble? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. None of it is true. Ready? Get ready. This is this thing. How come we don't have things that have little jets like that can fly around here? I mean, yeah. this thing lowers it down and then flies away. Oh, and proof of that is it flew away like a, a couple hundred yards and it crashed <laughs> and the rover got a, two pictures of it, two still pictures of it. Literally, I can do it in my backyard. I mean, yeah. just put a smoldering something over over there, take a picture, you know, that's it. <laughs> this, this is mind control. Look, here it is. They got, look, they know where right where it's going to land. They got this green square. What the heck is that? Right. This is the helicopter landing this thing. Yeah. And then these are all just a bunch of, you know, actor, actor, half actor. I say half actors, half indoctrinated space camp junkies. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Amazing, Insane, right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. Mars is not a place. Here we go. Look, this is all they need to do is clap and yeah. high five. And it's so exciting. What happens if it crashed? Where's that animation? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, and, uh, and so, so they're not, you know, this is NASA. Same thing. It's always this. Yeah, America. Right. These guys are paid actors, these guys. And I also, I was also wondering, you know, this thing is going to be there for a very, very long time. It's nowhere. How is it powered? <laughs> yeah, solar, solar power, right? So the Mars, the, the rover that's there, that's been there for a dozen years or longer, whatever it is, it's the size of like, I thought it was small. It's the size of like a, a Volkswagen bug, you know, it's big, big. And it's got this solar panel. I used to be in the solar power business, right? Here on earth in California, where the sun is bright, you couldn't power this thing with the amount of solar panels they right. have on there. But this thing is on Mars, where Mars is tiny. The sun is tiny, okay? That's what I wondered. And then then there's these dust storms. The solar panels are covered with dust. Guess what? Solar panels don't clean themselves, No. okay? Even if it rained on Mars, it wouldn't clean it that much. But sometimes it goes from totally dusty to perfectly clean. And I'm like, well, there must be aliens there cleaning it off, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I want to get, get you back to the rest of Kathleen's question, uh, yeah. Uf UFOs. Yeah. So, so UFOs are unidentified flying objects. Anything in the sky that you see is that's unidentified. I would say everything in the sky is unidentified other than airplanes that we know of. Mm -hmm. So the UFOs, I, I believe, are co coming from the outer space beyond Antarctica. That's it. The, the secret propulsion program is uh, the secret space program. I call it the secret pro propulsion program. There is free energy here. There is free energy technology. There is levitation, you know, free energy. Mm -hmm. I believe that that they had that technology 150 years ago, but they've stolen it from us. Okay. So, so the whole secret space program, it's secret outer space program, the outer space across the plane. Okay. So the other thing about people being abducted, people seeing aliens, well, the, the seeing other extraterrestrials, well, they're coming from outer space across the plane here, and maybe people have seen them. Perhaps people are being abducted by uh, an alien race uh, here on Earth or even below us. Uh, that you know, there is a, a a very interesting story about people, um, you know, Eisenhower making a deal with the Greys, 
right? Mm -hmm. um, for, hey, we want to abduct a few people that need to do genetic tests on them or whatever. And in turn, we'll give you this technology. And there was a jump in technology in the, was it the 1930s or 40s. We also we had later lasers, computer chips. Mm -hmm. We had all of this stuff that came out. Where did it come from? Okay. You know, solar panels, scientists don't know how they work. Who made it then? How did they figure this out? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. reason they don't mm -hmm. know how it works is they believe that photons are traveling. You know, a photon in the middle of the sun takes a million years or a billion years to come out to the surface. I used to think, wow, that's amazing. Then it takes eight minutes to get to Earth. Mm -hmm. and then it hits the boron in the in the silicon and it starts creating a current. And then we gather this current and they don't understand how it works. They're like, well, that's just how it works. And the reason they don't understand how it works is because they think the sun is 93 million miles away burning ball of hydrogen and that we're getting energy from light. When in fact, the sun is small within the earth system. It's part of the earth battery. It is, the, it is like a Tesla coil and it's sending electricity and we're just gathering that electricity, right? Okay. If you, you get a fluorescent light and put it in front of a plant and then you get another plant and put it in front of a fire, the one in front of the fire is going to shrivel up and die. And the one in front of the electric light is going to grow. Mm -hmm. So photosynthesis is a thing, but this is all electrically based. Uh... We are electrical beings. We are here on this electrical earth. Uh, you know, the only true forces are electricity and magnetism. Mm. So does that answer your question? You know, extraterrestrials are coming from the earth plane. They probably speak English. Mm -hmm. Okay, probably. Maybe probably. Who knows? probably. Yeah, who knows? Uh, could, could well be, could well be. <laughs> so, <clears throat> wow. Uh, Kathleen, have you got anything else for Dave? I've got still something I want to ask. You. Well, yeah, there's there's one thing I guess is when you look up in the sky and you see what you think is a shooting star. Well, what are, what are we seeing there? So so ask so so um every summer in August there's the Perseus meteor showers. Yeah, and they're always the same same time every year. So. Remember, we're corkscrewing through space, never going back to the same place that we ever were before. How is that? Supposedly, it's a tail. It's the path of a comet, and we're going through where there's dust left over. How do we get back to that same place when we're mm -hmm. millions and billions of miles from where we were last year? How does that? So, what what is going on with um, uh, meteor showers? Meteors, they tell us, are little specks of dust and mm -hmm. sand or whatever coming into space and burning up in our atmosphere. That's not what they are at all. Media, the, the meteor showers that we see, it's electrical plasma of um, type reaction, and it has to do with the the Earth plane is a as uh, a it's a has a negative charge, and the dome has a positive charge, and there's some sort of electrical interaction. If you look into what sprites are, it's these electrical charges that go up, and you can see them hit the dome, and it's it's very interesting. But this is some sort of electrical thing that happens now if they were little grains of sand coming into our atmosphere when you're watching them at night and if you're in the middle of the desert watching them you'd see some go this way you'd see some go this way mm -hmm. you'd see some come up from the horizon right because because they, they, they can come from any direction right nobody ever sees a meteor go up they only no. go down down yeah now, sometimes you'll see them go across and do the perspective. They look like they're going up, but once you understand which direction they're really going, they go down. They only go down. So there was a, a flat earth researcher that was sitting in her car 
when it was raining and you know how the water accumulates on your window and then it'll run down, mm -hmm. right? And she zoomed in on it and it, they literally looked like meteors. They looked like you know, the, the, the things that we call meteors, mm -hmm. right? The meteor showers. So perhaps the dome is some sort of frozen um, gas or something. And uh, that during a certain time of year, there's some melting that goes on and uh, the water is dripping down. Okay. I don't know. I don't know yeah, what they are. It's more of an electrical thing. If you look, mm -hmm. if you, there's a channel called LC King, L, the letters LC King. And he explains how the earth system is this giant battery. Okay. The sun and the moon are the anode and cathode. The land is the salt bridge of the battery and mm -hmm. the salt water carries the current. Okay. That's why there's only tides. That's part of the reason why there's only tides in salt water. Okay. So this entire thing that we're on is a living, breathing, energetic system. And we are part of it. Having this experience in this realm that is so far beyond our understanding that it's, it'd be difficult to ever figure it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is interesting. Here's, here's one for you. I, in my, my views on the virus problem are probably from what you said, similar to yours. And I keep my eyes open to people who are not believing the propaganda that's been spread about it all. And that, that tide is increasing. More and more people every day seem to be coming to the conclusion there's, there's something going on here that's not all virus related. So it, would this explain why the interest in the flat earth theory and everything else you're telling us is increasing at the moment? Are people now, because of the virus, getting more distrustful of government and authoritarianism? I don't think it's helping them. You know, people are stuck home with lots of time to research. You know, a lot of people ah, are out of work. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, what I found is when people that wake up to the, the, the deception, the globe lie, which is unbelievable. And by the way, do we know exactly what the flat earth is? Absolutely not. We have different, you know, some people think it's an endless plane. Some people think that there's a single dome. Some people think that there's domes over domes, right? Where we have these, mm -hmm. these worlds outside of our worlds. Wow. Some people think that there's just a single dome, okay? But we all know scientifically provable, testable, observable, that it's not a spinning ball flying through an impossible vacuum, okay? Think about this. The, the heliocentric system is this. The, 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 you have to, they say the Big Bang happened. Nothing exploded, created everything. But let's pretend whether it was something or nothing, it doesn't matter, exploded. And then all of the solid matter coalesced into balls, okay? Perfect spheres, right? And all of the gases somehow coalesced into giant burning spheres and they left a vacuum in between. Mm -hmm. Scientifically impossible. You can't have gas without a container. Right. You can't have gas in a vacuum. It just equalizes. Mm -hmm. So that right there alone, the lie is, it's like, it just breaks your brain. If you believe that, then, you can, then you'll believe that you know, if you get within six feet of a healthy person, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Interesting. Well, what about you, Kathleen? Anything else for Dave? We're sort of getting towards the end of, we're over our normal time, but this is great. This is it, it really wow. is fascinating. Actually, maybe you can uh, tell our audience about your app. 
So the app is called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And if you try to Google Flat Earth, all of the information in the app, by the way, is online. You just can't find it, right? If you Google Flat Earth, you end up at the Flat Earth Society. That's not us. That's that's a disinformation site. Um, you uh, you know, and they I I call it their their technique besides putting out disinformation. They, uh, they I call it the turd in the punch bowl technique, where they have so much bad, horrible ridiculous videos that uh. you can't find any fruit anymore, right? The, you, you Google Flat Earth. There's a video called A Stranger's Guide to Flat Earth 21 Questions by ODD Reality. You can type that entire thing in with the channel name and it will not show up in your search, okay? So it, it'll just bring you other stuff. Or you can type in top 10 reasons why the earth could be flat and you're gonna get top 10 reasons why the earth is a globe, okay? They wanna feed you propaganda. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the app, under the frequently asked questions, all of those questions are answered. Everything, like, you know, people like you know, the same thing all the time. Sticks and shadows, seasons, uh, day and night, you know, sunsets over the ocean. Uh, all of these things, which you, I used to think prove that the earth was a globe, do not. They actually prove the earth is flat once you understand what you're really seeing. But we've been so brainwashed, so mind controlled, so put in fear that most people just can't see it. Mm -hmm. So, so what the app does is it helps you learn about Flat Earth. As I said before, I'm not here to sell apps. I'm here to give you a tool to get it. If you want to find the stuff yourself, you're going to spend 500 extra hours to find what the app will show you in five minutes. Mm -hmm. If your 500 hours isn't worth $3, you have a bigger problem. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So... So the, the app, and it's by Blue Water Bay. If you have an Android phone, you have to have operating system 8.0 or higher. And for an Apple iPhone, you have to have an iPhone 6 or higher uh, for it to work. And it, it, has, um, it has some new features. Uh, with I, I showed you the app last time, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. Let me, and I want to show, I I show you a new feature that, uh, that it has. And actually, I'm adding a whole bunch of new features, but... Real quick, do you have a uh, screen sharing on? You have to turn screen oh, sharing on. One moment, I will do that. No problem. So when uh, when you're trying to talk to people about flat Earth, sometimes you want to find um, you, you want to find some images, and uh, what I did is I created so you can see that. Yep. So. So, so again, every day, the featured video right here, I say, mm -hmm. I give people the Flat Earth app challenge, watch that featured video every day for two weeks. And uh, if you still think the earth is a globe, send me one proof and I'll give you a Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Uh, besides showing you how seasons work and everything else. Uh, the one thing I added is the little color uh, photos icon. You hit that and up come all sorts of photos. We're adding photos oh, all the time. Okay. So if you want to, if you want to show somebody like, Hey, you know, look, this is how the airplanes fly from Santiago to Australia, which I showed you last time. Right. And then you can just go over and this is how it really looks straight line on a flat earth. Yeah. Right? yeah. If you want to send that to somebody, you just hit the little icon. You can, you can text it to them, whatever. Um, uh, and right. send them the image. Uh, it, it has a whole bunch of stuff. Like if you would like, Hey, did we go to the moon? I, I question is, did we go to the moon in this? You can zoom in. Uh -huh. Okay. Does that look like a spaceship <laughs> or does that look like a homeless tweaker shelter made out of tinfoil, paper mache, <laughs> yeah. rods, yeah. and duct tape? Okay. So does, does all that. Uh, my favorite slide is the first one where if someone says, where do I get that app? You just show them that slide, tell them to point their camera at it. And uh, 
and there it is. Ah, there we go. There we go. So right. yeah, I, I have it. I have it. I got it last last time, and I watched there a lot of the videos. And for anyone who's really skeptical, just watch the video about the horizon and the ships. That if you if you if you've just got kindergarten maths, that will explain it to you. Peter, go it when when we're done. Hit the frequently asked questions. Go to um, what about gravity in the frequently asked questions? And the top video is the video from the other day that you need to watch. It's about, I want to watch it. Ten minutes long. Focus. It, people are like, oh, this is over my head. It's not over your head. Just listen to it slowly. Zach does an amazing job. Uh, I, I literally think it is the single best video on what gravity is ever. From oh anywhere. wow! Oh, okay. I will definitely, definitely look at that. Yeah, definitely. And um, what was I going to say? The it's gone. It's all right. <laughs> It'll come back, Dave. In the meantime, tell our audience how they get a hold of you. The best way to to find me is the Flat Earth Podcast uh, com, the Flat Earth Podcast Instagram, the Flat Earth Podcast Facebook page, um, the FE podcast on twitter but i hate twitter <clears throat> I, I post a lot of my interviews there but on uh, I, I put all the interviews on the app under if you hit the web button then there's dave's interviews are one of the 15 mm -hmm. links there and uh you click it and it, i put them in and as they come in so when yours comes in it'll be at the top of that list and uh so people can see the interviews uh interviews are a great great way for learning i'm also doing a i'm going to be doing a uh group massive group where people can bring people that are flat earthers can bring their family and friends into a zoom meeting like this mm -hmm. and have up to a hundred people and we're going to do this on a mass scale starting next friday wow it's going to wow, be a lot wow, of fun wow. a lot of fun absolutely and wow. everybody could ask questions we'll yeah. spread the word on that one for you too that's excellent thank you dave great right. well this has been absolutely fascinating i'm not going to sleep tonight Careful you, if you click that Tataria button. That Tataria button, uh, bring food and water if you click it, right? Yeah, I'm going to look at button, that too. Yeah, it's, it's under the web page. Web page, right? okay. Yeah, and then and then here's, here's a YouTube channel. I, I, I The guy is unbelievable. John, J-O-N, yep. Levi, like Levi, like Levi Jeans. John, yep. L-E-V-I, right? Yep. He does these 20-minute videos and uh, uh, about what mountains are, what these old mines were. You just start watching his videos. Your mind will melt more than this episode. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I'm going to have a look yeah. at that. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Dave, it's, right. it's, it's just been amazing. Thank you. You've been such a delight. And I'm thanking to you, the audience, for viewing. Uh, we so appreciate you, and we love reading your comments, and I'm sure we're going to see some interesting comments Lots. from today's episode, so please keep them yeah. coming. We love reading them, and if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself, so until next time, take care, everyone. <laughs>